0: Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yes! Again, have to be careful of the speed. What a comeback season for Hal Sutton. Come right back towards the hole.
1: 17 years
0: later, Hal Sutton is the players' champion.
1: Everybody and welcome to our fourth episode of Be The Right Club Today podcast. We actually shot this episode a couple of weeks ago, but the USJ and the RNA had a big announcement. The episode is titled, Does the PJ Tour Have a Distance Problem? And we felt like we needed to come in here and, and at least um, identify what the USJ and the RNA announced on Tuesday. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and read through kind of the, uh, the topics at hand that the USJ is looking at. Then we'll go into the podcast of what Hal and I talked about with, with regards to does the PGA Tour have a distance problem? And then we'll kind of wrap it up at the end with our thoughts on some of the changes. So here are the proposed uh, changes, the proposed research topics that the USGA and the RNA are going to look at. So the first one is they're proposing or they're wanting to look into whether whether we need to have a, or, or the golf needs to have a local rule where tournament committees can decide which equipment standards they want competitors to use. So basically what that's saying is If the USGA goes down a route of having two sets of rules, for pros, for high level amateur events versus just everyday players, will they allow tournament committees to make that decision on whether they can use equipment A for the pros or equipment B for the rest of the world? Um, The second and this, both of these research topics, um, they're going to be discussed until about, uh, I believe it's November 2nd. So yeah, November 2nd, 2021 is how long they're going to take to research this. The second research topic is they're going to review club and ball performance. And it basically, specifically anything that relates to distance, how they can roll it back a little bit, how they can make adjustments to the equipment to slow down, slow down the distance gains that we've been seeing. Okay, and then they've also got three proposed changes. How? What are those changes? Pretty interesting.
0: A couple of them are obvious to me. Uh, The first one is limit the driver length to 46 inches. And I think there's guys out there now that are going 47, 48 inches. And, you know, we know that that gives them more speed, which more speed is more distance. The next one is they're going to do some updating methods on golf balls uh and the third one is going to be changes to testing tolerance where the spring effect the last two they're going to talk about it till august the second the first one limiting the driver length to 46 inches is going to be march 4th which is not that far away so we're probably going to hear something about that pretty soon
1: awesome so be thinking about those topics that the usj announced as we go through go through our thoughts on does does the PJ tour have a distance problem Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Be The Right Club Today podcast. How are we doing? I'm good, Chase. Awesome. Excited about talking about what we're going to talk about this, here. This one's going to be fun. So, does the PJ Tour, does golf have a distance problem? What do you think?
0: The same problem we've had for a long, long time. It's it's We look at it differently now.
1: Yeah, I don't, you know, one of the things when we've been talking about doing this, I don't think this is a new problem. I think this has been... You know it's probably sped up over the last five or six years the discussion obviously has but you know you go back and look from 1940 to 1960 1960 to 1980 the older generation was griping about how far the newer generation has gone as it started hitting it um you know my first question that i have for you especially is how how did we get here what you know in your in your time on the pga tour you know, obviously you know the, the equipment's the best it's ever been. It's more forgiving than it's ever been. Um, not really faster than it's ever been, but it's, it's definitely more forgiving than it's ever been. But, you know, you had some pretty big jumps in technology and, and, and distance gains from, from different things that, that were released. What, what do you remember and, and what was, how do, how do we get here? Well, this is my thoughts
0: completely. When I was coming up as an amateur, I was chasing accuracy because the golf clubs weren't as forgiving, I left it up to the manufacturers to improve where we could hit it further. Very few people were chasing distance like they are today. You know, and then all of a sudden, the manufacturer starts coming out with forgiving golf clubs, more forgiving. You know, that's when the metalwoods started coming along. And I can tell you, it changed the type of players on the tour dramatically, because all of a sudden, guys that couldn't drive it all that great, could predict which direction it was going, changed their game entirely. I think the Middlewoods probably had more to do with the improvement in the game than the ball has.
1: Maybe from a score standpoint. From a score okay.
0: standpoint. It it allowed some people to play at a very high level that might not have ever played at a very high level. So, And then the other thing that's happened in recent years is, is the players stopped leaving all of the uh, – chasing distance up to the manufacturers they started getting better you know they started trying to hit it harder they started with physical fitness and everything else so now you've got the players and the manufacturers chasing distance and that never
1: happened in the 80s and 90s in your time on the pj tour how many drivers did you hit where you felt like you completely maxed out
0: not that many, really, to be honest with you. I mean, there were occasions where you'd catch a par five downwind, you know, that was pretty open, and you knew you had to really hit it hard to get it there in two. So, you know, on that occasion, I'd try to really swing hard. You know, I never was known for really swinging at it hard. I was known more for,
1: you know, smoother golf swing. But uh, if you were – if you if you could look back and remember even like, uh, you know, we've mentioned – Dan Pohl's name a few times mm-hmm. and, and some of the guys that were that were longer I mean even Tiger I remember watching Tiger and you know the late 90s and he came out ripping at it pretty mm-hmm. good but I I still feel like very few times did he ever go quite as hard as say Bryson's going on some of these some of these open par fours like do you, do you feel like even the longer guys were ever I mean we see it in here all the time we do a lot of a lot of long drive contests and have some fun with the kids and their smooth cruising speed is always four or five miles an hour slower than when they really start kind of maxing out well you know the average
0: long driver out there is actually longer than the average says he is and you know why is that well because you know some of the holes that they take the average distance on uh you know i don't know they may have changed it since i've been uh, off the tour, but you know when I was playing they'd take two opposing holes and that's where they would mark down the average that
1: way in case wind or case or
0: wind or anything yeah, else. Right. And there were times that I didn't hit driver on those holes. Right. And there's times that other people don't hit driver. So the, whatever you see is their
1: average, they're usually longer than this. So, for instance, Bryson. They said Bryson averaged three twenty-two last year on the tour. He can. We know it. We've seen it on social media and, and whatnot. He can definitely hit it farther than three twenty-two. He can carry a three twenty-two. Well, the the hole.
0: Sometimes you know, even though you're intending to try to hit it as hard as you can, the hole is you know in your subconscious mind. It's saying, uh, maybe we ought to hold back a little bit here.
1: So let's go back to the the change from wooden drivers to uh, to the metal woods. You you made a comment about guys that weren't weren't great great drivers of the ball with the wooden driver became, let's say, relatively great drivers with metal woods. Why was that? Is that just from the fact that with metal with uh, the wooden drivers you had to hit it square in the square in the screws each time, and, and the metal woods added added some forgiveness?
0: Well, right here over my left shoulder is a bag full of those wooden right. clubs. They're half the size yep. of the wooden clubs. That, I mean, of the yep. metal woods that we're playing with now. I mean just by sheer looking down at it it was a smaller sweet spot the sweet spot has expanded a lot so you know that's in your own mind that frees you up to go at it harder and think i'm going to hit it somewhere on that face and that was never the case with those clubs back there and so i know i mean you know you could hit it right and left with those when the first metal woods came out the average shot went left to right every time so if if you know, no matter what you do, no matter what shape shots you hit, if you hit it all the time, you can play golf. Yeah. You know, we've heard it thousands of times. You know, block one
1: side of the golf course out; just block one of them. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, especially off the tee. If you can, yeah, it's it's almost impossible to do, but if you can strive to strive yeah. to do it, you know where the misses are. So then, so then you had a big a, a big jump and an and an interesting little, uh, you know, kind of story about when you know in the in the late nineties, early early two thousands, when the Pro V came out talk about that a little bit
0: well pro v1 changed a lot of things because it immediately added a lot of distance to the guys that had pro v1 available
1: to them so would you agree the jump from again you you mentioned the jump from woods to metals probably helped score a little bit more but where we really started to see the big jump in distance was when the ball changed from the from the uh the wound ball to the to the you know multi-piece ball right
0: well that was a sudden jump but you know they continued to improve the clubs, the metal, the yeah. drivers continued to get bigger, yeah. as they continued to do all of that stuff. Uh, you know, with the uh, springboard effect, yeah. you know, all of those things kept pushing the distance of the ball, uh, or the distance that a player could hit the ball. Sure. And you know it's been gradual, but it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. And I think it, during my early years on the tour. The emphasis was on accuracy, the emphasis on hitting it long now. I mean, we've got kids coming in here all the time. If they don't hit it far enough, we're pushing the envelope to get them to hit it further. If they're chasing college golf
1: or if they're chasing PGA Tour, they have to hit it further. Sure. You know, I I remember growing up, it was taboo for your left foot to come off the ground or for you to ever lose your balance with driver, right? And now you see these guys... And, and I think some of it, I think the long drive guys deserve a little bit of credit. We haven't really talked about this, but just from the fact that the long drive contest is kind of cool now as far as it's on television and, you know, guys like Berkshire and Sidlowski and these guys have have, um, have made it kind of fun to, you know, chicks dig the long ball has always been a saying, but they they made it kind of fun and they've really pushed the envelope of what, what people can do physically. And so I think, I think a lot of players, and Bryson has especially, but I think a lot of players on the tour that kind of caught their attention they started training like you said they started training for distance you guys never trained for distance you, you no, just if
0: anything i mean i'm gonna i keep pushing the point we train for accuracy yeah and you know anything that they said would hurt uh you know like working out they would tell us constantly you shouldn't don't work out don't that do don't, don't do it don't right. do it and uh you know the game has evolved i mean the player has evolved right. and they didn't the player in some instances depended on the manufacturer to come up with all of the difference makers in terms of, uh, you know, equipment. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the players, i got to give them credit. They're saying, hey, I have something to do with this too. Yeah. See, in my era, we brought the talent to the table. Yeah. And, you know, the playability, you know, of learning how to play the game. Uh, but now the players are bringing a lot more to the game yeah. than, uh,
1: than maybe we did. You add that with the research and the trackmans and the force plates and, the, and all the instruments we have to see where speed comes from and how to generate more speed and all that stuff. And then, again, they're looking under every rock, and there's they're just way more rocks now to look under than there were in your, you know, in your era. Well, you know,
0: it's, it's really interesting. I wonder, I mean, somebody like myself looks back and say, if I were 22 right now, yeah. could I make it now? And we'll never know the answer to that question uh, because I lived in a different era, but uh, the advancement in the game has kind of been fun for me. That's why you and I are even here because I'm interested in it Mm -hmm. and I, I want to try to learn more about this. And, you know, here's one of the things that I think, I think the average player, let's just we've kind of looked at the top line player right now the guy leading distance but the guy finishing just making the cut 70th hits it two yards further now than he did in uh, 1980
1: that's a 20
0: no, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Sorry. The scoring we average. scoring average. Sorry. Yeah, the yeah, scoring so average is 2 shots better.
1: Yeah, he's averaging 2 shots lower than than we did than than you guys did in 1980. Exactly. Yep.
0: And so I mean, we could argue a lot of reasons why that's yep. happening, but I will guarantee you
1: distance is part of it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we look at, you know, the average distance uh, on the on the tour in 2020 was, you know, just over 296, right? Yeah. Well, in 2000 it was uh, 272, in 1980 it was 256. So from 1980 to 2020, that's a 40 yard difference. And <laughs> you know, I, there's a you, you've told a, a, an interesting story. I've always found interesting again about when the Pro V first came out, and you you mentioned Jay Haas and how, you know, well, I'll let you I'll let you tell it. So well, you were playing the Strata Ball at the time. Yeah, I was playing the Strata Ball at the time, which was a
0: fantastic golf ball. Yeah. I, I played it really really well, and. Uh, Jay and I played some practice rounds together, and, you know, I was a few yards longer than Jay at the time. But, you know, all of a sudden, Jay starts playing this Pro V1, and he's 10 yards or more in front of me just because of a different ball that he's put in his bag. And, you know, one of the things that I talk about all the time is for um, a player to maybe not sign a long-term contract because you can't tell whether a manufacturer – stays on the cutting edge of technology right. as some of the others do and you know i still had three years left on my contract mm-hmm. with Spalding for the strata ball when the pro v1 came out and all of a sudden let's just say 10 yards you know all of a sudden the golf course got 140 or i mean 180 yards shorter for uh jay or 140 yards for sure yeah, yeah. because of hitting 14 there's... drivers yeah. but you know the bigger point to this whole thing is, is how defenseless some of the greatest golf courses in the world are against the long ball. Yep. And that's the problem that I have because, you know, Marion, uh, Wingfoot, all the great golf courses probably are out of room. They probably they're, can't get any they're, longer.
1: They're landlocked. For
0: sure. They're landlocked. Yep. And, and, you know, so all of a sudden the same great golf courses that we've seen uh, they can't defend against the long ball. You know, what Augusta, they pretty much defended against the long ball. They've had this all this space. They buy land and keep expanding the golf course. So Augusta is able to maintain that. But they're going to run out of room, too. I'll give you, for instance, like 15 can't get any longer at Augusta right. because it backs up to the 10th fairway. Yeah. So, you know, 15 is
1: going to be defenseless at Augusta yeah you know going back to you know the, the average distance let's let's hammer that point home one time one more time especially when when you talk about the you know the great golf courses so Dan Poole was the leader in um in 1980 he averaged 274 off the team you spoke spoke a lot about how long Dan was Dan, Dan was, was long, Dan was long. Um, so 274 off the team 1980 the average distance was 256 so roughly 18 yard. the average on tour was 18 yards behind the leader and we see that essentially now you know So 256 average 274 leader in 1980 in 2000 average was 272 so the average has gone up you know roughly 16 yards and then the leader was 301 john daly in 2000 and tiger was second uh just behind him so again roughly 18 to 20 yards behind the leader now the average is 296.4 and bryson came in at 322 so Bryson and Cameron Champ were, were the two highest last year. And then there's 72 guys at 300 yards or better off the tee. So, you know, to, again, to your point, you know, I, I think of a golf course like Pasatiempo. You know, it's a 63, 6400 yard golf course. And if, you know, if these guys are coming in all carrying at 300, 315, I say all, there's 20 or 25 guys that, you know, that carry it over 300, 310 on tour. A lot of these par fours are driver chip shots
0: they played it with irons yeah. you know they could literally right. play pasta tempo the same way i played it with their irons yep
1: hitting driving, iron Hit driving iron off the driving iron off the tee so are we at a point obviously you know it sounds like do you, i mean do you know back to the question do we have a distance problem would you say yes
0: it's a tough question it's a tough question you know i i, I hate to see uh you know to say we've reached the end of the line, that's not that's not human. Yeah. You know, we're always trying to progress and get better and everything right. else. For us to say, okay, this is the end of the line, we're not going any further, that would that would be a sad day in sure. some ways.
1: Well, and especially when we see your your average golfer come in and need more distance. That's to me, that's the hardest part with this discussion. <laughs> how do we curtail it for tour pros but then because one of the great things about golf I think is the fact that you know you can go play these great golf courses that these guys you know outside of Augusta and some of those but you can go play a a Beth Page Black mm-hmm. you can go play a Pebble Beach and compare yourselves to, this, to those guys playing pretty much the same equipment and I fear you know this bifurcation idea where we're going to have different sets of rules that's one of my f- things like is there a way we can do it without necessarily having a different ball or going the route of baseball, where we're, we've got wooden bats and metal bats? That's that's my concern.
0: Well, <clears throat> we're forgetting something here. I'm not. I never have forgot this. But the truth of the matter is, is the player makes a difference. The manufacturers trying to help, yeah. but the difference maker is the player. Yeah. And even if the manufacturers are shut down and said, "Okay, you can't go any further," that doesn't mean that a player can't figure out a way to be better right. so you know I, I don't think it'll ever shut down yeah. even if the USGA says okay uh, you can't have but so much loft on the drive I mean you can't have but you have to have at least 8 degrees on a driver if they said that or if they said the springboard effect it can only have this ratio or if uh, you know you can't have more than a 46 inch driver are. There's a lot of things that they could say that would change things. And, um, you
1: know, the CCs of a driver, how big it is. You know, so... Yeah, you go back to making it a little smaller, it's hard to hit it solid with a 47-inch driver. That's yeah. That's for sure. Right. Um, one of the things that I've I've heard people talk about, I think it's an interesting thought, but, you, you know, you've been... You, you say that the ball needs to spin more. That's one of the things that you...
0: I think it would make the game more fun yeah. I mean because you got to think more when the ball's spinning more the ball's curving more the ball is shooting up into the air more you know it puts more thoughts in a player's mind if the ball's spinning more right. and I can guarantee you this is a fact everybody out there listen to me when you're playing great you're thinking very little yeah. it's just happening yeah. when you're playing bad you're thinking a lot and that. Ball spinning more is going to cause you to think more. Makes a game more exciting.
1: Going back to 15 at Augusta, that was one of its defenses. Was if, you know, you had a spinny ball hitting a third shot into that hole, that was a scary little wedge shot. Cause
0: it... Well, it's not just that. I mean, you, you've got some wind in your face there, and you're hitting – these guys hitting five iron. And if it balloons yep, up into the air, there, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't have to spin. It's going to come down Jordan, where you want it to. Yep. And it
1: comes down near the front of that green, you're in the water. Do you think um, – you know, I use the term a runaway freight train. I feel like, you know, if, if the USGA, the RNA doesn't do anything, that 322 average this year is going to be longer. I mean, that's not that they can't do anything now, but the, you know, the, the 322, I keep using the Bryson effect, the Bryson average at 322, he's going to hit it farther this year. It's guaranteed it's going to be closer to 330. And then he's going to keep pushing. And then these college kids coming out, it's gonna, it's, it's not, you know, it's not getting any shorter as we've talked about, Um, you know, uh, one of the things I've heard talked about that I think is an interesting thought but you know limiting how much loft you can have on a wedge what do you think about you know if because if, there's a lot of 62's and 61's and 64 degrees out there you know would that, ha- would that have any effect well I can tell you this
0: uh, it'll make you a little less aggressive at a pin that's tucked on the edge because yeah. you don't want to short side yourself you know without the ball spinning as much uh, and the way fairway, where fairway the, becomes a little yeah, more important yeah. yeah and i i just think there's there's things they can do
1: um the loft on the driver i think i think if you know if we took if we took took the game back to even a four, 45 or 45 and a half or even 46 length and then if there's a way now the loft part's tough because you can take a 10 and a half degree driver and open it up a little bit if there's a way to measure it and, and they can but to where Forty-six inches was the longest, and eight degrees aloft was was the most. You know, if they could do it to where it was the same level playing field without the open face and stuff, I think that's an interesting. I think that's an interesting, at least braking system for for them to kind of slow it down a little bit because, you know, I think it was Ian Poulter said, you know, these guys are figuring out. You know, look at all the long drive guys; they have four degree drivers. They're hitting up on it seven or eight degrees, launching as high as they can with zero spin. You add loft, you add spin. Well, we're going to go somewhere here that we didn't intend to go on
0: this podcast with what I'm about to say. You know, I've told you before that there is nothing in the game of golf that's automatic. So, like, when they stop the anchoring of the putter, I mean, I don't know why they did it because it's not automatic no matter how you grab a putter. And, you know, uh, there is is a degree of as we age, we begin to get fearful. So there's like an electrical shock that goes through people. And it's, it's almost like you're backtracking with the putter, basically. Yeah. The grip is coming back, basically. So, you know, if you sustain a guy's career a little bit because he's able to anchor it, but he's not making all the putts, nothing is happening that makes it a lead pipe cinch. Right. And that's also true in distance. You know, we don't want to, I mean, the player still
1: gotta swing it and um you know just like bryce and i bring this up a lot you know when he first came on tour he was one of the worst putters on tour now he's one of the best putters on tour probably doesn't get enough credit for how you know how hard he's worked on his putting and the arm lock stuff has really helped him and you know at one point he was trying to side saddle and trying to figure it out he figured it out now he's one of the best players in the world
0: well i asked you the other day i said you know what about his left ankle? Yeah, you know his left foot. I mean, they they're swinging at it so hard that they've got to allow their left foot yeah. to have some freedom. You know, in the, you know, if you came off of the ground in my day, yeah. I mean, people would. I mean, it was almost taboo. Yeah, it was almost like, oh, he he'll never make it because he he he's not balanced. Yeah. He's not using his, the ground. His footwork's, not mean, yeah. footwork's not good enough. Footwork's not good enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's things are crazy.
1: Do you think the P J Tour is? Do you think they want to roll it back? Do you think they want to want to slow this thing down?
0: They haven't. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, they view the long balls entertainment. Basically, they view birdies as entertainment. Um, so they want as long as they can hit it and as many birdies as they can make. Right. And you know, to me, there's a, a, no matter what the finishing score is, there's still going to be a winner every week. Yeah. Whether you're twenty five under par or five over par, you know, and for the average player out there, I'm sure they like to see U.S. Opens when it's five over par. They like to see the best players in the world struggle struggle a little bit because that's their daily round of golf, basically. And, you know, it's like they feel a little bit closer to a guy like that when they see a guy struggle, you know. And, you know, and then the tour player, likes to see it the other way because he likes to separate himself from the average player. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing to talk about.
1: It sure is. And I think, uh, again, I uh, you know, you can, you look at the NBA, you look at a Steph Curry or a LeBron James. I mean, these are world-class athletes. Now I'm not going to say all golfer, all the golfers out there are world-class athletes, but you take a guy like Dustin Johnson, you take, there's a lot more world-class athletes on tour than I think there were 20 years ago. Um, no doubt. You know? uh,
0: well, there were a lot of really good athletes in our day that didn't continue to develop as world-class athletes because it just wasn't in the cards according to the, the minds in the game, you know, and and we've looked for many, many years for guidance. Uh, How do I get better? I mean, that's always been going on. I mean, I chased everybody that I could to help me get better. We're chasing it in a different way. We're looking to different people. You know, physical fitness was never part of it. Yeah. And uh, there were a few people. You know, Greg Norman. Greg was physically fit. Yeah. and Obviously, Gary Player. Gary Player was yeah. physically fit. But there weren't a lot of guys that were that kind of hard, yeah. you know. And now there are guys that are really physically fit. And how much of that is genetic and how much of that is because they worked at it? Yeah.
1: Both. Yeah. Do you think, do you think in your mind, do you think anything's coming? Do you think they're going to do, do you think, are you, are you certain they're going to do something?
0: Well, you know, when the U.S. Women's Open was here, I talked to Mike Davis and he said that they, he felt like they were going to do something. You know, I think the tour has kept them from doing something.
1: Yeah. Again, they're they're with the money involved. They with know.
0: the money involved and everything. They're, you know, they haven't really seen a need to roll it back, and uh, I, I, it'll never be rolled back. It'll just be stopped. Yeah, probably. slowed
1: down. When do you think we'll see the breaking point? Again, I, I still I go back to the runaway train. I feel like we're, I feel like we're headed there fast. I don't think we're there yet, but I, I do think we're going to hit a point like okay, that's that's enough we can't we got to do something now
0: I don't know the answer to that you know I I don't have a crystal ball I'm certainly not in a position to to I mean it would just be a guess on my part I think we're getting closer I think you know we've seen evidence of RNA and the USGA have come out with a couple of studies you know but they've always been coming out with these studies Mm -hmm. I was on the board of the tour and the USGA said it can't go any further and it's gone 20 yards further (laughs) since that time right so I'm, I'm not sure they know yeah and, you know, I, I don't think that was a, a, a bad mistake on their part. I just don't think they knew. I think they acted like they knew, but they didn't. Yeah.
1: So, if we'll kind of wrap it up with this if we were in charge, if you were in charge, if I was in charge, and we, we were asked to make a change, I, I'll start first. I think the easiest one is we cut the length of the driver back. I mean, we've seen it. I've, you know, I swing at, I swing at 120 miles an hour with a 45 inch club. You know, I'm six seven. I'm tall. I'm I got you know short arms, so the longer club actually makes a little bit more sense for me. When I go to 46 or 46 and a half, I easily pick up five to seven miles an hour club head speed. If I if I get the wooden driver out, the heavy old wooden driver, I mean I'm going to lose 10 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So lighter and and longer from a link standpoint is is an easy way for me to pick up a, a lot of club head speed. So my first thought, if if you say Chase, you're in charge. What's your first recommendation? I'm cutting the length of the driver back. What do you think? Where, where are you going to go? I'm not even going to
0: touch the driver. I'm going I'm to make the ball spin more. Okay, so you're going to and here's the ball reason ball. why I'm going to do that because it's exciting to do that. Yeah. And I'll remind everybody of a lot of things. People love to see the ball spin backwards, and spinning backwards is not always a good thing. You know, whenever it was spinning backwards, if I had enough room behind the pin, then I liked it. But if it but, but it was still unpredictable. Yeah. and you know, But most of the time when the ball came backwards, it was hurting me rather than helping me. Yeah. So, And then the other thing is I want to see it going left to right and right to left more. That is going to make a player think a lot more. Yeah. And, you know, I don't mind the ball going a long ways. I mean, every time I've ever hit a really long drive for me, I was like, mm, that felt good. And good. I'm certain it this feels good to every one of y'all good. out there listening that's right that's now. Exactly right. So I don't want to take that away from you, but I am, if they put me in charge,
1: I am going to make it a little bit harder for that ball to fly straight. I'm going to make you think about it. Uh, that's good stuff. I, I remember as a kid growing up hitting a little, little spinning. That's the shot that I miss the most with the new equipment. You can't hit a 50, 60-yard wedge shot that hits and actually spins back. So my way of doing this, Chase would allow you to still hit the long ball that you hit.
0: Yeah. And I we could have hit the exciting shots with the ball spinning backwards a little bit that aren't always turning out. You know, I had so many people, I'd hit a shot that spun a lot, and they'd say, how do you make it spin back like that? Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like the bowler that makes the ball curve, yeah. you know. It's exciting to watch someone do things with a, a ball yeah. that is, you can't see it happen here, but it's doing something crazy
1: out there. Sir, sure. absolutely. Well, there's a lot of smart people that are thinking about this, and hopefully they could figure out a way to make the make the ball spin a little bit more, but also, I don't know if I would say keep a level playing field or or, uh, or um, you know come up with a way where the ball spin all the golf balls have to spin a certain amount, but I don't I'm not smart enough to figure out how they're gonna how they're gonna do that exactly, but. It's well, gonna be interesting.
0: We're gonna keep doing. <clears throat> excuse
1: me. We're gonna keep doing
0: what we do here, which is trying to help everybody hit it as far as they can
1: hit it, and uh, hit it as straight as they can hit it. Under the current rules, until they change the rules, we're gonna try and maximize it out the best we can. Exactly. If you guys have any opinions on this, man, let us know. If you've got if you've got a way to fix this this problem, you know the PGA Tour and their distance issue, let us know. Tune in. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Hal Sutton Golf, Chase Cooper Golf. Again, thanks for joining in, Hal. Thanks, sir. Always, Always fun. Thank you. So we hope you enjoyed that episode of uh, Does the PGA Tour Have a Distance Problem? Now we wanted to kind of come back and get our thoughts on some of the some of the actual proposed changes. So, Hal, I'm I'm really interested in your take on the USGA coming out and actually asking. It seems like they're asking for feedback. Did, did that ever, has that ever happened in the past? I I can't recall that ever happening. Uh, you know when the most
0: the change that i remember the most was we used to drop this way then we went to this way and then we went to this way and they didn't as i recall they didn't have any time where they asked us what we thought or they had a period where we thought about it they just made the changes and that's what it was you know
1: yeah for those listening listening at home on the in the car or whatever so the originally when you first got on tour you were dropping golf balls behind oh, your shoulder, shoulder. yes yeah, so you couldn't right. you couldn't see where they were going to land right. or anything like that and then then they went straight out, you know, kind of a ninety degree angle away from you, and then they've gone down to the knee height, bend the knee, and all that stuff. Right. Um, the the interesting thing for me is, I mean, obviously they need um, the equipment manufacturers' opinions on this because those are the guys that know more about how the ball reacts and the grooves and all that stuff than than anybody. But one thing you've always said is they don't they're not really they're not really interested in wanting to roll anything back. Well, it's it's interesting, you know. We go back a while back, you
0: know. Square Grooves and Carston uh, said, you know, if you outlaw Square Grooves, I'm gonna sue y'all, and uh, that changed everything. And, sure. and he even said, I'm going after the players' retirement plans if I sue y'all. And I mean, everybody backed down immediately. Yeah, take notice pretty fast, and you know. The problem with it is, and this is my opinion, and we all have opinions, uh, somebody else has to make the decision, then we have to live by it. And what's happened is is the manufacturers have kind of been making the decisions because the RNA and the USGA are afraid of litigation, you know, and, you know, I think that's the wrong way to go about this. You know, I think, and I think the USGA, that's why they're asking everybody to get involved. And let's hear what everybody thinks because they want this to be a collaborative effort yeah. to come to some sort of decision so there's no
1: lawsuits involved. And I think it points to the fact that they don't have they don't have an exact answer for this. Yeah. Just like we talked about in the episode. Like this isn't easy. This yeah. isn't an easy topic. We've got some ideas, everybody has some ideas, but there I don't know if there's any of them that are that are perfect. I don't think any of the
0: ideas are perfect. And I think they're you know, they're they're searching. Yeah. And they're turning over they're looking under every stone to figure out how they can do it with the least amount of uh you know effect on everybody makes,
1: you know yeah issues least, fires yeah. all that stuff yeah right? so the two research topics one of them is kind of I, I think is a little bit more interesting so the two of them were you know the local rural where tournament committees can decide which set of equipment they can use the second one was review reviewing club and ball performance that one's pretty simple like they're going to review what are some of the changes they can make to just limit how quickly you know we're how how much distance and and ball speed we're gaining The first one though i think is kind of kind of interesting i want your take on this so a local world where tournament committees can decide which equipment standards they want competitors to use so you know i think of a place like pasa a place that you and i both love it's uh, you know my college coach said it was the hardest 6200 or 6300 yard golf course in the country i feel like, like that's a place that if they held a big amateur event or if they held a tour event like they would be all for setting equipment back a little bit and, and, and change them. But but I also feel like it, it could cause some issues because you'd have some 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 places that really want to protect their golf course that they're gonna they're gonna force players that might not be good enough to play the play the different equipment. Do you, you have any, any thoughts on this?
0: Well I've got a lot of thoughts on this. You know, first of all let's let's understand that no matter what the rules are, there will be a winner under whatever rules there is. Yep. So if we know what the rules are going into it. Uh, I don't have a problem with that. The other, the one thing that I do have a little bit of a problem is if we're going to switch back and forth between rules, you know, if I can use a, you know, whatever, forty-eight inch driver this week, and I can't use but a forty-six inch driver, you know, that takes some getting used
1: to. Sure does. That that would be problematic. Sure does. And I and I think of like you had a great amateur career and played in some played in some professional events as an amateur. I feel like. The changing back and forth could be, you know, you play just like the kids that grew up playing a belly putter their whole life and then they, they get rid of the belly putter and it's like, man, I've got to yeah. learn a completely different style of putter. It's
0: a whole new ball game when you do that. Yeah. And I think mentally it's hard on you because you get geared up, you know, whatever your equipment is, you get geared up to play with that equipment and then all of a
1: sudden, well, i got to go play this tournament and I can't use a certain piece of equipment. Sure. It makes it tough. Yeah i feel like with you know going into the proposed changes i feel like the first proposed change is is pretty safe you know you get into limit limit driver length from you know right now it's at 48 inches and you limit it to 46. that's you know the 48 inches and i think even the long drive guys at at some point we're using 50 i don't know if they're using 50 now but i I think they might they might be limited to 48 but i feel like and i'd love your take on this i feel like the 48 inch driver is kind of a long drive driver well I had a hard time
0: every time I lengthened my driver. Yeah. I had a hard time feeling where the head was at, yeah. and that took time to figure that out. And um, so I think going down to 46 inches is a safe play for them. Uh, I think the
1: longest hitters are still going to be longer with a 46. Yeah. And you're whatever. not completely shutting down the guys that are longer, right? Um, but you're also helping the little guy that might, you know, that used to play at 44, 45 and a half, or 44 and a half, but now can I mean can can lengthen it out to 46 to maximize as much speed as he can get right you know the the updating testing on golf balls i mean we don't really know you know exactly how they're testing golf balls i mean they've got a bunch of different ways but i i think to me that the next two changes are just fine-tuning the tolerances to make sure that every ball will every ball and every driver will pass a a, a tighter test and make it a bit more difficult to get because even we know it now even even fitting golf clubs. Some drivers that we have in in the back versus the drivers we get, the ball speeds are slightly different on, on, on hits. Yeah. So the, the, the testing tolerance is still not exactly where it needs to be. And so these guys, you know, and, and Tiger did it, you even did it. You'd have 20 drivers to test, and you'd be like, man, this one feels hotter and ends up giving you a couple miles an hour of ball yeah, speed. Yeah, some were a little bit hotter than others. You kind of expect
0: them all to be alike, but they're not. Yeah, they're not. And, I mean, you know, when we were testing out on the tour, you know, they would – We might test, like you said, 10 or 12 drivers, all of them the same head. One of them was a mile or two faster than the other, or you hit it just a few yards further. Uh, You like the flight of the ball better off of it. I mean, there's a lot of things that change. And, you know, as far as the golf balls are concerned, you know, I mentioned in, in the podcast that I thought a ball that spun more would change the game a lot. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to make the ball spin more. You know, they could change the grooves on the irons that would make it spin mm-hmm. more, which, yeah. you know, you brought up your point.
1: Yeah, so we were talking about it. We had a, pl- a good player come in here the other day and was like, what if we at- what if we went back to square grooves, you know, the big, sharp grooves? And, and my first thought was if you don't change the driver and you just change the grooves, it probably gives Bryson and these longer guys more of an advantage because now they can spin it more with the wedges around the greens. And so, yeah, does it, does it cause, you know, the issue that you've talked about with a false 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 front front pin over water does that shot come back sure but man i would love to go back to the days where we could spend 40 yard wedge shots back you know those little low spinners that 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 shot's gone
0: yeah that's that was a fun shot to hit and it's just not there anymore Mm -hmm. sure
1: but i still you know i go back to this that we talked about a lot in the episode i still don't think that i again i think the 46 inch is a safe is probably the safest decision they could make for now but i don't I don't think I still don't think this is an easy problem to solve and I think mm-hmm. I think we're going to be discussing this for the foreseeable future. Even if they make some changes, this is still going to be a topic of discussion for because people, you know, as with all the technology and everything we have as athletes, we're going to keep as humans, we're going to continue to get faster and stronger and keep pushing the limits. That's what we're living in. That's the world
0: we're living in is to get better. Yeah. Whatever better is. Yeah. And, you know, I think USGN and the RNA want to make good decisions here, but they're not sure what they are, and they're inviting everybody in. Yeah. That's interesting to me that they've basically invited everybody in. Let's figure out what we should do. I think the overall thing here that we all need to keep in mind is we love golf, and we want to protect golf, and we want to protect the greatest golf courses in America and around the world. Yeah. And if this continues to um, Go down this path that where we just come, you know, we're abolishing distance records. Yep. Those golf courses are going to suffer in the long run because they're out of places to extend them. And I hate to see that happen personally. You know, I think, you know, Marion's one of the greatest tests in the world, and we get pasta tempo, which you talked about. I yep. mean, they can't do anything about it, they're limited out. Yep. And so I hope that we can all come to a decision that the RNA
1: and the USGA are willing to um enforce with a rule. Yep. And then we all have to abide by it and let's go. Go yeah. see how good we can get with it. Yeah. Know? Awesome. Good stuff. Well, we'll we'll definitely end it there. Sorry for the curveball, but we felt like we needed to with the USGRNA RNA announcement. We felt like we needed to kind of talk about this in conge- in in context with with our 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 episode. So Again, thanks for tuning in. Hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys have any great, uh, great ideas, great opinions on this, this uh, difficult subject, man, feel free to hit us up on uh, on social media, uh, send us a message to the website. We'd love to love to hear your take on it. Thanks again.
0: Next week we're gonna fire the Ryder Cup at y'all, so uh, yeah, stay uh, tuned for that.
1: There's some fun some fun bits of uh, bits of uh, stories and information in that one. So yeah, yeah, definitely stay tuned. And like I said, thanks again for joining in.
0: club today Uh yes